What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome in to another episode of the Triple Play Fantasy Baseball Show. A proud member of Underdog Fantasy and the Underdog Fantasy family. And if you use code uh, promo code Triple over at Underdog Fantasy, they will match your first deposit up to a hundred dollars or any sport. So you put in a hundred, you get a hundred. You put in fifty, you get fifty. A very good deal, if I do say so myself. So make sure you check out Underdog Fantasy for all your best ball drafting needs. We're back tonight. The karaoke man, a man of receipts and a man with beard and beer, beard and beer tonight. <laughs> Marty party doc and a little cheesecake in the house. Marty, I'm sorry. I couldn't think on the fly of what to I was gonna say. You know, that could be like, a, that'd be like a, the next podcast here brought to you by triple play beard and beers, beard and beers and baseball beers, beer, beers and baseball. baseball. Whoa. I only guess I would say I know that our buddies Curlin and Simeon did uh beer bourbon in baseball. Yeah. Yes. It'd be yeah, close to it. I actually have the shirt and uh, a glass that says that on there. Oh, did you remember that show? Yeah, it was, it was, it was a good a good uh pandemic times, dude. Drinking on a Tuesday because why not? It was great. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot that was during the pandemic. Yeah. Yep. Maybe we'll uh maybe we'll ask them if we can take uh if we can link that new name in there. <laughs> they actually stole it from somebody else who already had a podcast name. <laughs> we can do it too. That's fine. <laughs> uh, a little cheesecake. Do you have a, a song for us to, to sing to us? Cause you were the karaoke man last night. Uh, take me out to the ball game. Take me out with the crowd. Hey, buy me there some peanuts and cracker. Jack. I'm stopped now. A little serenading for those listening at night. A little cheesecake for you. And Doc's in the house who was victory lapping all before the show. And I do, I do believe people need to call him out for some of his bad takes because he was... You know, I'd actually like to recognize someone on a milestone because I don't think we do that enough on this show. What milestone and, is that? And um, Julio Daniel Martinez on June 27th, 2023, hit his 300th home run of his career. It was also <laughs> his hilarious. 18th of this season. So I officially won the bet. You know, David, when you said this last week, he was at 16 and he went on a 12 game homerless <laughs> streak. And I was like, maybe David is like, you know, putting some voodoo curse on me. He's admitting defeat early. It has been decided. Yeah, I'm glad you're one of your few calls that went right. This Shout season. out to the league. It is decided. <laughs> there we go. Uh, Uncle Ted talks. LC says no more singing from you. He needs to shoot his ears. Take him out back to that series. And he, I, you know what's funny is I, I saw Dane Dunning's game last night. Uh, what did he go like? He got uh, eight and two thirds. He went, he only gave up uh, like one hit or something ridiculous. I, but he, uh, when I saw Dane Dunning's line, I was like, oh, I know our Uncle Ted Talks is going to bring that up tonight. Dane Dunning just keeps doing it, man. He I'll just say, there's a it. strong possibility that Ted Talks is Dane Dunning. <laughs> it could be. It could be. Maybe it's, Maybe Uncle Ted is his cousin or something too. Not a bad guy to be related to. So let's get things started. You guys know we'll start off with our W.O.W. Players of the Week. TJ Friedel kicking things off here over his last seven games, a 308, 438, 538 line. A 345 line is always going to be good. Two home runs, nine runs, six steals. He had two of them just alone yesterday against the Orioles with a bomb. So he had a sock and a shoe, a combo meal, whatever you want to call it. He started eight straight games for the Cincinnati Reds. And for those that were wondering if he was going to sit against lefties due to how bad he's been in the past, well, he's played his last two against left-handed uh, pitching. 
and has batted leadoff in six of his last eight games he started for them. So he's getting a lot of at-bats for them right now. Elsie, I believe you have TJ Friedel. Doc, I believe you have TJ Friedel. Tell me one more. <laughs> Marty, yes. TJ Friedel. Why don't you tell us about TJ Friedel if he's worth a pickup? I know, as always, you guys are probably wondering, did Marty pick him up in his 10-team league? And the answer <laughs> yeah. is, yes, he did this time. I oh, him yeah. That's the wire here. Um, yeah, against lefties, as famously I said, he can't hit versus lefties this year in 33 plate appearances. He's slashing 379, 419 with the 552 slug, six home runs on the season, 14 stolen bases, batting 320. As of right now, he's a pickup in all leagues. I don't care, 10, 12, whatever it is. He's already gone in 15 team leagues. Fire him up. I love uh, the Reds are just incredibly hot, great stadium, leaving off. Totos Los Diaz, fire him up, baby. He got yeah. hit so much yesterday. People were just calling him Terry, and he was actually starting to look over. That is, that's his real first name, Terry. I think so. I'm going to call oh, him Terrence. It, was that, is that, um, that Justin Mason's guy, TJ Friedel, if I'm not mistaken? Terry, Lee, Terry Lee Friedel. He's producing. This is a good call from him because I think – he wasn't somebody anybody was really excited to draft, and he's producing in a big way in multiple categories for you. So TJ Friedel, definitely worth the pickup for sure, especially the fact that he's hitting leadoff. He's going to get you a lot of counting stats that you want. Doc, there's a lot of rookies in this show. Um, I, I try not to put as many rookies every week just because um, there's not a lot of analysis we could probably give on players this early, but with the lack of proven players to pick up and the amount of young players coming up, we've got a lot this week. Jordan Westberg is the first guy that we're going to throw in here over his first three games, 417, 500, 500 slash. So again, only three games. So not a lot of stats to accumulate. Does have two RBIs, but in the minor leagues right now, uh, he had a 939 OPS with seven stolen bases and 301 plate appearances in AAA. Uh, so he was producing for them. The Orioles have one of the greatest young lineups coming up in baseball, them, the Diamondbacks and the Reds. So Jordan Westberg, is he somebody that you would pick up? I would, but I, I want to caution it. Well, first of all, what I really like about Jordan Westberg, just Jordan Westberg, his first plate appearance, he walked. How many times do you see that from somebody's debut? I feel like you're antsy and you want to swing right out of the bat. Drew Walk, first plate appearance, has only one strikeout in the three games he's played. Now he's hit seventh, eighth, and eighth. So I don't like hitting down in the order. I think there's less opportunity to drive in runs. I think the the bulk of the Orioles' production is in their one through five. So the counting stats might be limited. But I got to see him in person yesterday, and he has such a pep in his step. Like he He's so quick once he makes contact with the ball, running to first, and just quick wrists. I mean, the eye test alone, he looks good. I just worry about how much he's going to be able to produce when he's hitting seventh and eighth, seventh and eighth consistently. I do want to note that he's played second base two games and he played third base one game. I did not see what they put him tonight, but it seems like they're willing to move him around to keep his bat in the lineup. And this Orioles team is, is so stacked just down up and down. You know, you have Mullins, you have the AL batting leader right now. And in, in Austin Hayes, you have Anthony Santander, you have Aaron Hicks, the revival of Aaron Hicks, all of a sudden, who's hitting over Adley 300 and, and you have Gunner, you have Adley. Like there, there are so many good hitters in this lineup. 
that that's why I think he's sitting at the bottom of the order because there's nowhere to put him. Um, but the fact that they're moving him around to keep his bat is definitely something that I would note and somebody that definitely is worth a pickup in 12 or 15 team leagues, I would say. Maybe not in Marty's 10-team format, but we'll, we'll see how he does. Let's talk about a grizzly old veteran, Joey Votto. First three games aren't going to... Uh, I'm sorry, it shouldn't be his first three games. It's his last seven. I made a mistake on the graphic. Um, 125 batting average. Not great. He did have two home runs over that time, five RBIs, but he's over his last nine with five strikeouts going into today, and he's sitting a lot of times versus left-handed pitching. Are you concerned here, Elsie, with the fact the Reds have so many great young hitters coming up? CES still waiting in the wings. He's destroying AAA pitching. They have so much hitting that if he's struggling at all, the fact that they could make him potentially a platoon bat or sit him uh, a little bit more, this is kind of his last season farewell song with the Reds. So if he's not producing and the fact that they're uh, one of the surprise playoff contending teams, are you concerned? First of all, are you concerned? Second of all, is he worth a pickup? Um, He's worth a pickup if you need power. It does look like he's going to be producing power, but his batting average is... um, his batting average has been poor. He has, um, but he is three of his five hits are home runs and he's been, he's five for 27 on the season so far, but you look at what it is his max EV is down uh, now as it was uh, also from 2021 when he had that big power season. Um, I still think he's a deep league ad for power right now because, because I do think that there's a potential that he could be a sort of low batting average um decent power bat but uh if if you're in a shallow league i i wouldn't i wouldn't be considering him until he gets a little bit hotter than this All okay. right, he is not gonna hit for power you you don't think so he has three home runs already he has three home runs he was i think in triple a and in his rehab assignment he went hit the first stint he went like two for 32 with one home run like most of his hits have been home runs but that batting average is so low I mean, I don't see there's any way that he hits 19 for the season. Uh, don't talk I, ill of Papavato. I I don't know about 19 to, for the season, but like that's I all guess, I care about. Then <laughs> I think you could get uh, you know 10 more. He has three. You can get it with 13 to 13 to 15 on the season, which would be a pretty solid second half. Maybe about one per week. I I, I could see him putting one out. Um, I uh, what David's point about like him being a drag on the on the team that is that is a concern though. But what would they do? Sit Fado? I think he would you know, sit him against lefties and yeah, become a platoon bat. Yeah, I think is the he's worst. Not playing the field, he's DHing every game. Yeah, so especially if when CES does eventually come up, that will be something to be interesting. And uh, Mike Soroka, if he does get the call. Um, which I think he does Yeah, tomorrow, I believe he is getting called back up. He's doing really well now in AAA. If he does produce in his start, I think we'll probably be leading off this show, Uncle Ted Talks, next week. And uh, let's talk about Lamont Wade. Uh, <laughs> Lamont Wade's uh, peak Votto with 15 to 20 home runs. I don't have any Lamont Wade, do you guys? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and uh, TGFBI, I picked him off off the waiver. He's a, you know, he's a good uh, just fill-in spot, middle corner yeah. yeah he's first base outfield eligible i think kind of just does the job but it's not flashy right that's all giants yeah. i got skyler in the chat what's up skyler man good to, good to see you. i haven't talked to him in a while he's a he's a really good dude 
Let's talk some pitching. There's two rookie pitchers we'll have to talk about tonight. Brian Wu, over his last four starts, did not have a great debut, but his last four starts, 20.2 innings pitched, six earned runs, five walks. That should say, that should be like 27 strikeouts. Again, my mistake on the graphic. 267 overall ERA over his last four starts. He has yet to go six innings, but has an expected ERA of 245, which is more in line with what he's been doing over his last four starts. And he has a current swinging strike rate of just under 13%, which would be top 15 among qualified starting pitchers. So there's a lot to unpack here, Elsie. Brian Wu is definitely somebody that um, has been picked up probably in a lot of leagues already. I would assume in like the shallower leagues, he might still be floating around out there. Do you like what you see from him or does the lack of him going deep into games and potentially hitting the rookie wall scare you? Uh, I think there are things other than the rookie wall and deep into his games that are scary about his about his approach. I think that there's potential for home run blowups. Uh, he's not the type of pitcher who I would uh, pitch against a good home run team or against a team with a lot of lefties. Um, I don't think he's really developed uh, a, a solid offering against the lefties. His changeup is still getting developed. His four seam has been great. Um, and he's been living off of that. And I think he's the type of team streamer who I put on a few of my teams to uh, play against, you know, play at home and play against softer opponents, but definitely to sit him against better teams. And, you know, with, with the pitching landscape now, uh, ride him till they, till he's done. I, I, if, if they only give him 50 more innings, then you only get 50 more innings out of them. I mean, that that's the pitching landscape in 2023, I think. Yeah, it's a pretty crazy landscape. So high-end starting pitching has been very volatile, and so if you can get guys like Brian Wu who are producing like they are, definitely somebody worth the pick up and to see, even in the worst case, just in certain against certain teams to stream him against. So Brian Wu, definitely worth the pick up. Uh, fellow rookie Gavin Williams, somebody who was in my big three or four going into the season in terms of pitchers, you know, Andrew Painter was in there, Gavin Williams, um, also uh, Taj Bradley and Kyle Harrison of the San Francisco Giants. Those are the four I my, were my four favorite minor league pitchers going into the year. Gavin Williams over his first two starts, 12 and two thirds innings, a two, eight, four ERA with 10 strikeouts. 76% of his pitches went for strikes with 11 swinging strikes on 92 pitches and a one hit seven inning pitch. Uh, outing against the Kansas City Royals in his last outing. So it looked a lot better than he did in his first one here, Doc. Gavin Williams, especially the fact that Logan Allen was designated for assignment today, um, demoted down to AAA, me, I think that he's around to stay. And you add the fact that maybe Shane Bieber gets traded, Tristan McKenzie's back on the IL and shut down from throwing. He seems like he has a secure spot in this rotation as long as he doesn't blow up. I mean, he has a secure spot in the rotation, but what are you going to expect from him moving forward? He probably had the best two matchups that you can to begin a season with Kansas City and with Oakland, the two worst teams. You want to know who he faces in his next outing? Who? Atlanta. If that's not both ends of the spectrum there. I, I'm i sorry, David, you are going to say something? No, I, the only thing I was going to say was that he Atlanta crushes left-handed pitching. Uh, they do well against righties, but not to the same clip that they do lefties. That's the only thing is that if there's like a silver lining to it. Um, and Atlanta's not impervious to having bad outings now, especially the fact they haven't seen him. 
you know, before. Not. I mean, for me, that that's going to be the test moving forward. He has 12.1 innings pitched on the season. He's been throwing more pitches gradually each outing. Um, but he has a 133 BABIP also. So he's gotten pretty lucky with balls that have been in play. I mean, his, his stats in the minor leagues were great. 2.93 ERA and 46 innings across AAA this year. 11.9 Ks per nine. Um, so obviously the pedigree is great. I just want to see it against a more competent major league team. Yeah. I mean, I think is that dude, just so you know, he is that dude. Like, he I, needs- I, but, I, but I, I don't think it's a, whether his rotation spot is safe or not. Cause I do think it is safe rest of season, but I think he's That's not huge gonna- though, because you know, for the, to have a rookie pitcher come up and to not be worried, like to have a Taj Bradley type of situation, you know, where it's like everybody gets healthy or they're going to manipulate him and send him down. Uh, the Guardians don't seem like they're going to do that. It seems like if you they can... didn't have him to begin the season, though, if they had had him start on the opening day roster, that might be a different story as opposed to bringing somebody up in June. Well, the fact is that he should be somebody that, at least for going forward, I might be cautious in tough matchups. But if he does again against Atlanta, I think you're you're comfortably starting him until you don't, for some reason, he gives you a reason not to be. Um, so. I am. If I have Gavin Williams, I am starting him against Atlanta just for what it's worth. I'm not benching him unless it's like a 10-team league. David, I I agree with everything you said, man. I will say this, David. Over the last two weeks, Atlanta's WRC Plus is 157 to lead the league. Against righties? It's overall. They play a lefty twice in the last two weeks, so it wouldn't really affect it. Okay. Well, I again, you can go the Marty route. Of benching him with the WRC plus of how they've been playing. I'm actually going to start him, but I was just saying. Okay. Well, you know what? We're team Gavin Williams this week. We will, either, <laughs> we will look really stupid or we will be really smart. We'll see. Uh, but we are going to go ahead and start Gavin Williams. Our last player here, a rare relief pitcher appearance, Scott McGuff of the Arizona Diamondbacks. LC's Scott McGuff, even though he's not talking about him, but he did do a lot of work against me in our head-to-head matchup last week. It, on the season, 42 innings pitched, a three ERA, six saves, and 12 holds. Over his previous 15 appearances, McGuff had allowed just one unearned run over 19 innings with a 27 to 6K to walk before yesterday's blow up, where I believe he gave up like six earned runs. It was something ridiculous um, that he gave up yesterday. So, one blow up outing doesn't necessarily scare me, especially the fact that uh, a lot of bullpen options for this team are not great. So, I got to ask you, Marty, is, is Scott McGuff somebody, if you need saves, you're comfortable picking up and uh, putting in your lineup? Only in the deepest league uh, do I think I'm going to be able to really get some saves from him. Um, yeah, his blow-up last night was three runs. Versus it was three, the, okay. Yeah, versus Tampa Bay. So, you know, I think that's kind of par for the course for them. Uh, saves hold leagues, he's really good. He's somebody that you need to have. The SV plus H, as I do play in one or two of those, Make sure you scoop them up. But overall, they're just, he's their best relief pitcher right now. But as you know, there's been like three or four people in that slot and it's mm-hmm. constantly moving. So, um, uh, speculation purposes for larger leagues, he's probably already scooped up. Um, save plus hold leagues, he's elite, even in like a 10 team league. Now, uh, this is kind of related, but unrelated. How long before saves and holds becomes the standard format? Like, are you talking about like NFBC? I'm talking about NFBC and then it starts trickling into like Yahoo, ESPN. Other, like, I don't think ever in NFBC. 
That's the I, thing. I feel like they're going to hold on the holds and wins until, you know, a couple generations might have to die off. Shout out to all those people, though. I don't want anybody to die, but I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm just saying. I think, you know, sir, we got to be a few uh, uh, generations removed before we get rid of those. I but, feel like it's um, like PPR for football eventually became like the standard. And I feel yeah. like this this is like everybody's clamoring for it, just like they were for for points per reception. It's like, what point will they cater to what the audience is asking for? I think like in your standard like 10, 12 team home leagues, I, I really like it. I think it's a better way to go about it. I think it gives you the opportunity to explore the um, you know, the relief pitching uh landscape a lot more and really dive into it. Mm-hmm. Larger leagues, I don't know what they're gonna do with that. Especially with more teams going closer by committee. Yep. It's uh, what maybe a third of the league has a legit closer, like a guy that you know is going to be the guy. Dwindling. Keeps dwindling every yep. year, and now they even have like they might have two like primary closers. It's like just, the Rays, the Rays, yeah. Jason Adam and Peter Fairbanks keep kind of like split the job, and both of them are good. So it's definitely, um, definitely not great we'll for fantasy see. baseball players, but we'll eliminate some stress if they do decide to go that route at some point. Let's take a look at our most added over the last week, courtesy of CBS. And Scott McGuff is leading the pack at it in 32% of leagues. Jordan Westberg, Joey Votto, Brian Wu, Michael Garcia of the Kansas City Royals, Jordan Hicks, Reed Detmers, and Gavin Williams are your most added. Taking a look at the most dropped players, AJ Smith Shaver dropped in 28% of leagues, tops the list. Louis Varlin, Tyler McGill, Brent Rooker, Domingo Herman <laughs> was dropped in 11% of leagues, and then he threw a perfect game. Uh, that's just. Fantasy baseball for you. Jack Sawinski, Ben Lively, and Andrew Chafin are your most dropped. And looking ahead at schedules for next week, if you are watching on YouTube, you can see the teams that have six or seven games. Uh, But if you're on the podcast version, just know that the Colorado Rockies and the Los Angeles Angels have five games. Every other team plays six or seven next week. So when you're making your lineups, if you're in a weekly league, just make sure you note that for your lineup decisions. Now, LC, we are going to go into Bring Out Your Dead with your brand new graphic making its official debut this week. Oh, that is beautiful. That is beautiful. Bring Out Your Dead. Welcome, everyone, into Bring Out Your Dead. Uh, I am so happy to be back with you. Thank you, everyone, for sending in your tweets, uh, sending in and responding to my tweet for Bring Out Your Dead. I want to start with uh, with a tweet from our good friend, uh, the dude, the big Kimbalski, who who tells us about Miguel Vargas hitting 198 and Graham Ashcraft, and like this aggression will not stand, man. Uh, Graham Ashcraft 7.17 ERA, 299 XBA. I think he is an easy drop, and if you look at what Miguel Vargas is doing. This season, 198 batting average, absolutely right. 301 OBP, but where's the fantasy juice? What are you getting from him? Seven home runs, three steals. Uh, frankly, without the batting average, unless you're, I mean, unless you're really holding out in an OBP league, there's really nothing there for you right now. Next, I want to bring up uh, Doc talking about Bryce Harper. Uh, very upset that uh, about Bryce. He is uh, uh, he has been on a very cold streak. His his uh, slugging percentage in um, 
in June has been 284. Uh, and Fangraphs actually put out a tweet yesterday. 12 million babies have been born since Bryce Harper's last home run. Um, however, Philadelphia, 17 and 5 in their last 22, now sitting at 42 and 37. Back in the playoff hunt after that. Bryce not coming through on it. Uh, hard, hard for someone who just traded, you know, just, just could have gotten a, a mint for him. But, uh, now I don't know, you know, he's, you know, I should have, uh, what, what, uh, people that do stock swing trading got yeah. him, got him for the low this year, flipped him when he came back early and hit 300 the first week and homered. And I could have gotten a good profit and not had to deal with this headache because he's yeah. DH only. Yeah, he's he's actually in the past uh, uh, seven days, he's dropped twenty four points on his batting average, and almost forty points on his slugging percentage. Really having a rough season. You, he, he's pos- I I don't think that uh, there's any reason to to question whether or not he can still do it. Clearly, he can. Perhaps a buy low. Uh, I'd be looking at that perhaps, but uh, right now, not giving it to you. Very tough. Uh, one uh, Martolomew Tallman bringing up uh, Jared Kelnick and 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 that uh, that classic cut it out uh, Uncle Joey me shout out Dave Coulier shout out Dave Coulier <laughs> um, uh, how you know he's been tough it's been tough on him I if you look at uh, and and on the YouTube you can see the rolling graphs of his strikeouts and his batting average. Uh, that hot stretch earlier this season is the blip, and it has just been poor strikeout numbers other than that small blip in April, and the batting average is the same old story. It has been below average other than that small blip in April when he, was, um, when he wasn't striking out. However, there's a positive. Katie in Orioles at the Orioles game, I think, uh, was, was telling uh, – was sitting by an Orioles fan taunting Jared Kelnick, uh, telling Jared Kelnick that his pants were too tight. But Katie, Katie likes that booty. Uh, so Kelnick at least has that going for him this season. His hitting, <laughs> hitting not that good, but Katie likes your butt, Jared. Um, uh, Christian Javier, uh, tough, tough break. He's had, he's had given up 10 earned runs in his last six and one third innings. His last two starts, his ERA has gone up 0.8. Runs his whip has gone up 0.13 in his last two starts. Um, Lance Brzdowski uh, had a fantastic tweet describing the wacky 2023 that Christian Javier has had, and I think what you can um, what you can make of this is that Christian Javier is finding inconsistent mechanics. His release point in his last start was five inches, uh, I think that five inches shorter than uh, it, it was in his previous start. The, the mechanics are off. The pitch movement is not consistent. He's not actually uh, able to to do uh, what he's was doing last season. And uh, the results in the last start are clear. Six earned runs uh, and uh, one strikeout. Um, so uh, next we have... Um, Corbin Burns, Corbin Burns continuing to haunt owners. Uh, David sending it in there. Um, you got to look. Uh, uh, 
March and April, 401 ERA, 11, um, about a 12K walk. This is from a tweet from Matt Modica. In May, his, his K minus walk was 15 with a 3.30 ERA. In June, his K minus walk up ag- finally again, up to 16, but his ERA is 4.99. Now, the K minus walk for Corbin Burns is, uh, the lowest it's been, his his K percentage is down at about 23, whereas it was well above 30 the last few seasons. Uh, and you see the performance on his cutter. Uh, it's being cut off by our Triple Play logo on YouTube. But I'll tell you, that cutter, which was his strikeout pitch, he he got 117 Ks on the cutter last season in three uh, uh, in, in 2021. Sorry, in 364 plate appearances. And about 120 and 464 plate appearances in 2022, 114. He only has 38 on his 220 plate appearances. That cutter is not producing the strikeouts that it used to. And that is, uh, that is one of the reasons why uh, his K numbers are down. However, his, his strikeouts are down on the whole. What? Um, I forgot. Uh, I wanted to mention we do have a new sponsor this week. Uh, triple play fantasy baseball show brought to you by uh, ex major league baseball infielder tim tuffle's new company tt tt uses only the high, highest quality polycarbons to create the next level cups that you have been waiting for they also redesigned the strap the all new tough strap <laughs> strap and you're going to want to see that uh just say triple to the clerk at your local sporting goods store and we get six percent of each sale of cups uh and also shin guards coming spring 2024 Sorry about that, everyone. Uh, we're going to go, go on. We have one more player to talk about here and bring out your dead. That is Sandy Alcantara. Uh, I've talked about Mike Duggan. Thanks, Mike, for bringing up Sandy Alcantara. You said his last outing gives him hope. Uh, I agree. There's still This seems like a normal swing on the skill set like Alcantara. The results are worse now, though Though it's not the, the, his... his, his um, his speed on his pitches is not down. Uh, his his uh, the the results are worse. His 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 changeup is not producing like it was last season, and he's throwing it a lot less. But as you'll see, his like barrel rate is very consistent. His EV is very consistent with like twenty twenty one, which was a perfectly great good season. And as far as fantasy owners are concerned, turned him into like a third or fourth round pick in twenty twenty two when he had a great season. But what you are seeing is another thing like Corbin Burns with Sandy that his K minus walk rate is down to 12 right now, where it was sitting around 18 for the last two seasons. Um, that has to come up for him to start improving. Uh, that is everyone who's on Bring Out Your Dead this week. Thanks, everyone, for sending in your tweets. We're going to load them all up and take them off to the pits. All right. Well, that's a lot of players were taken out this week. Always appreciate Elsie putting that stuff together. Just want to recognize uh, Jasper, who's uh, back in the chat. Jasper, glad you're doing better. Glad to have you as part of the show as always. And and um, he is holding on to Graham Ashcraft. He thinks better days are ahead for Graham Ashcraft. Our brother Joe in our home league wants people to trade him Bryce Harper. I think this is a good buy low time. Who is Bryce Harper? I do. Oh, so he wants Doc to trade him Bryce Harper. You know what? He needs some hitting. Look at that. This is the pitching staff. He got Stroman, who's day-to-day, Kershaw dealing with shoulder inflammation, Merrill Kelly getting a blood clot, Nick Ladolo. Yeah, it's rough there. Bring we also out got our pitching we also, staff. 
We also got our guy Forrest in the chat. It's been a couple of weeks since he's been around. It's always good having you in the chat as well. Uh, so where, <laughs> where's the, uh, the Scarlet Begonias? That's a that's song by uh that's a song uh, by. Uh, I, um, I'm glad you knew that because I had no Sublime, idea. Sublime Sublime does the song Scarlet Begonias. If that might be what he's talking about, it's a great song. So while we uh while we uh, figure out the Scarlet Begonias, if that is what Forrest meant, why don't we talk about Marty's two start pitchers right now? My hey. toilet right now my toilet's overflowing, so I will be right back. Okay. <laughs> Wowza! All right, that's a hell of an intro. Um, all right, let's start with the no doubt pitchers here coming up for these are the two start pitchers for July 3rd through the 9th. So make sure number one, you enjoy your July 4th. We are American, by the way. It's a, it's a great time. Make sure you enjoy that uh, extended weekend if you got it. But here are your no doubters for next week, starting with Logan Webb versus Seattle versus Colorado. Yes, I don't care that the, his last outing was tough. His last few, he's given up at least three runs. Logan Webb next week, he's good to go versus Seattle, versus Colorado. And Joe Ryan, I'm still believing in him as a no-doubter versus the Royals, versus Baltimore. Moving on to the should starts. Aaron Nola at Tampa Bay at Miami. Shane Bieber versus the Braves, versus KC. Still believing in Bieber there, but a little nervous with the ATL start, as you should be. Zach Eflin defying all odds, doing what we thought he might do as a Tampa Bay Ray, but he's been absolutely incredible across the board. Versus Philly, versus Atlanta. Logan Gilbert at the Giants, at Houston. Going to be a tough week for him, but I'm still pushing him through. Mitch Keller, the uh, the cover photo here, at LA, versus Arizona. Any other time than this year, I would have said he's a must-sit. These days, he's a should start, man. He's been really good all year. Hayes-Louis Lizardo versus St. Louis versus the Phillies. Another uh, two pretty difficult matchups, but everything for Lizardo's, he's doing really well. Um, he's gotten a bit unlucky, so I think that's going um, to level out here. But uh, I'm firing him up for next week. And then lastly, Tyler Wells at New York, at Minnesota, or uh, at the Yankees at Minnesota. Two teams that are struggling hitting the ball. I'm firing them both up for next week. So those are the shit starts. It's a little risky with Tyler Wells. You know, he, uh, he's, he's bottom in whip, but gives up a lot of home runs. So Two bottom five lineups over the last few weeks. So, yeah, he, typically he's a risky business, but it's, it's the uh, the two teams he's playing that I was like, ah. But you know, the teams he's playing him. are strikeout or homer teams. <sighs> Dude, the Yankees are horrible. Like, I don't know if you've watched them. Like, uh, Donaldson's our best hitter right now. <laughs> it's not good. Yeah. Uh, I would fire him up. Uh, last uh, next is risky business. Brian Wu at the Giants at Houston. Wu's been absolutely incredible. I know we've already talked about him about him a little bit, but I love him. Uh, Blake Snell versus the Angels versus the Mets. I know Snell's been doing really well. I've been starting him in my leagues, but he's going to be a risky business until the day I die. Like I don't, I don't care if he does a month of doing well or doing awful. He's going to be a risky business for from here on out. So just expect that. Uh, Christian Javier at the Rangers versus Seattle. Lucas Giolito versus the Blue Jays versus the Cardinals. Bryce Elder at Cleveland at Tampa Bay. Kode Singa at the Diamondbacks at San Diego. Braxton Garrett versus St. Louis versus Phillies. Now with Garrett. I could see you starting him in almost any league right now. Everything that I've seen from him, it's actually been pretty good. I'm still a little weary uh, in like the 10, 12 team leagues, but I could see you starting him up. Uh, Drew Smiley at Milwaukee at the Yanks. 
Julio Tehran versus the Cubs versus Cincinnati. Kyle Gibson at the Yanks at Minnesota. Lance Lynn versus Toronto versus the Cardinals. Domingo Herman. He would he would he would have been to take a seat, but only because he threw a perfect game. I was like, well, I can't. How are you going to follow that up uh, a perfect game with the like take a seat? I, I'm not going to play him, but I could see why you would. Versus Baltimore versus the Cubs, and then lastly, Kyle Hendricks back from the dead at Milwaukee at New York. I don't I don't hate it, but I don't love it. You know. Um, and then lastly, the take the seats here. Let me take a deep breath here and a little little drink of water before I hop into these because oh boy, there's a lot. Well, while you while you do that really quick, uh, Jasper what brings up Jasper brings him in the chat. Logan Gilbert rest of season thoughts. Doc is a big Logan Gilbert guy, so I would like to go to Doc first. Yeah, I mean, I traded Logan Gilbert in that deal um that we talked about a couple shows ago. For me, he was always a sell high guy. Um I just think he's somebody that starts the season hot and then loses a little bit of velocity. I know he's improved his secondary pitches, but Seattle overall as a team has been pretty underperforming this year. I, I would still sell high if I could on him. You'd sell high on Logan Gilbert. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's tough after his last outing, but after a next good game he has, I would sell. I like Logan Gilbert a lot. I would keep him. I, I think like if you can acquire him for anything cheaper than I don't think you can. I I'm a big believer in Gilbert rest of season. I think uh, if you have him, keep riding with him. If if someone's looking like they want to get rid of him and thinks he can't keep it up, I I'm buying him. Yeah, over the last, so 92 innings pitched so far this season, a 3.54 xERA, a 25 percent uh, or 25 K percentage, and a 5.1 walk percentage. It's all that looking will pretty good there. That's, that will play. You look at last season, first half, a 2.76 ERA. The second half, a 3.86 ERA. So almost a full run higher. But that's still and, a sub-4 ERA. Well, we have to remember, that's a 25-year-old Logan Gilbert in his first full season in the majors. Yeah, like we yeah I mean, this season, ERA by months, 4.23, 3.96, I think he's definitely someone you want to hold on to. Um, and then... Forrest brings up what he likes about Gilbert is that he trained with DeGrom. That's not I a good about. thing. Uh, if you're talking about strictly stuff, I do like that. Maybe just, maybe <laughs> just not his injury prevention training, but everything else. Uh, but is he does bring up like, yeah, pitching is hard to evaluate, but if someone's the young, looks like durable, Gilbert hasn't missed a lot of time so far. Um, pitcher that's giving you quality innings gilbert he's, is definitely somebody I would he's hold not on. walking people and he's yeah. striking out like at a good rate like those two things you add in yeah. seattle's you know uh, ability to uh limit home runs because of the park what was he top 35 pitcher top 40 close yeah he's i mean depends Somewhere on where you're there yeah but he's definitely i think somebody you gotta you gotta hold on to he's been too good and I think he'll continue to be very good. Sorry to take you away from that, but I did want to. Hey, that's okay. I need that little break. I appreciate it. <clears throat> I'm feeling refreshed here. Here are the take a seats for next week, starting with Jake Irvin, Cincinnati versus the Rangers, Joey Wentz versus Oakland versus Toronto, Luis Ortiz at the Dodgers at Arizona, Patrick Corbin, your boy Doc versus Cincy versus Texas, Graham Ashcraft at Washington at Milwaukee. Luke Weaver at Washington at Milwaukee as well. 
they're both on the same team. Zach Davies versus the Mets versus Pittsburgh. Michael Grove versus Pittsburgh versus the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim in the county of Orange County. Trevor Rogers at the White Sox at Detroit. Martin Perez versus Houston at Washington. If you're in if you're in a 15 team league, I could see you maybe rolling him out there just for hopes that uh Perez does like treads water versus Houston, which isn't the same Astros who we've seen over the last three years. They're not. They're not as. Um, they're not as good right now. Um, and then hoping that the uh, the Washington start goes really well. But I'm still staying away. Dan Dunning. I'm sorry. Ted talks. I'm sorry, buddy. It's a uh, take a seat. Really, it's a take a seat for me at Boston wow. at Washington. There is no reason to play Dunning, in my opinion, unless he knows something I don't. Dane. Uh, Miles Michaelis at Miami at the White Sox. JP France versus Colorado versus Seattle. Clark Schmidt versus Baltimore versus the Cubs. JP Sears at Detroit at Boston. Now, JP France is JP like, with two periods, and JP Sears, there's no period. So I don't know about that one there. Um, Kyle Freeland at Houston at the Giants. Adam Wainwright, who got blown up today. It's time to call it, it's time for him just to take a seat permanently. Adam Wayne, Ryan, I'm sorry, dude, you're donezo. At Miami, at the White Sox. And lastly, speaking of the exact, the same boat, Zach Greinke at Minnesota, at Cleveland. All those guys, take a seat for me. I will not be starting you in any under any circumstance. Man, I, I, I have to say, I usually think you're spot on with a lot of them. I'm really... You're right, Clark, I am. Clark Schmidt against Chicago, man. Like, I, it might be worth rolling. Yeah, I'm saying, like... uh. I might even roll the dice with him against Baltimore just for that Chicago matchup. And then also Dane Dunning. I don't think Dane Dunning is like a flashy start, but I don't, I feel like I couldn't put him and take a seat. Maybe like risky business. Like he just, he's coming off his best outing of the season. They and he has so been asking you're sticking up to Marty. Can I, is it, is it my turn? Can I go? Okay, go we'll start with uh, Clark Schmidt. 22.5 K percentage. Meh. Average at best. Walk percentage six point eight, meh. Four point three three ERA. Yeah, I could see in a, in a deeper league, you probably have to start him. I mean, he's the reason why he's on your roster. He's probably your fifth pitcher, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I could see that in a ten team league, twelve team league. No, like there's no reason to start him. Um, who's the other uh, the other young gentleman you're talking about? I feel like we do this every week. Let's, let's, I'm done doubting him. <laughs> I'm done. You're Dane Downing him. Um, I'm done Dane Doubting him. Yeah. You're done Dane Downing him. So four point his ERA is 2.69, while his X ERA is 4.58. He has 51 strikeouts and 80.1 innings. So you're praying he is just not walking. Have you seen the stat cast page? His K percentage, 90th percentile. Yeah. XBA in the 19th percentile. Like he doesn't, he has no ability to strike out people. He is just praying that. The, the the contact he gives up, which is very hard contact, is caught. There's, I, I don't know. Man. I, 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 I Not for me. And who's he playing? Boston and Washington. No, you don't know. You don't, no one at at Boston. I don't like that. I will. I feel, like risky, I feel like that's a risky business, David. I'm proud of you. You held yeah. your own. I'm learning from your class of arguing with Marty. If, if you have to play him, I think your hand's forced. That's the only reason why you're playing him. There's not like there's somebody else like who's a possible option. You're like, I'm going to go Dunning over him for sure. Eh. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, 
we will find out for how those guys do next week. Force, I got your back because I I vouched for Clark Schmidt. I know you were vouching for him too, and uh, Dane Dunning for our guy TED Talks. We'll see I, you next week. We'll revisit. We'll, we will revisit those. And um, Jasper did ask about uh, Logan Gilbert because he was debating on keeping him for next year. It's a forty man forty man rosters. I think he's definitely a keeper for sure. How many keepers does he get? Did he say? Uh, I did not say. Um, but yeah, just put in the chat. Let us know how many keepers you have for that. In this week. climate, man, anyone who's doing what Gilbert's doing, I'm holding. Yeah. Um, that'll be, we'll have to keep an eye on that. Um, and he does like Dayton Dunning, but, uh, oh, he's also going to, are you going to Atlanta for golf or got it? He said, got to check. But I think that said golf. I have golf. on. <laughs> You're always thinking about golf. Don't worry, Jasper. Jasper is going to be Atlanta from the 10th to the 24th, and he feels like he needs to check out a Braves game. I you agree. Should, you should check out a Braves. I'm, I'm, atmosphere is probably electric. I definitely wouldn't golf. I would go golfing that weekend if you can during the, or duo during that time. Oh man, too much golf on the brain. Triple Play Fantasy doesn't have a golf podcast. There's we should <laughs> be right at home. Up on board, Bubba. You're already doing it. Come on. That's right. He is doing a golf. But I'm so mad. I can't go to first pitch this year and uh, do the golf outing. That uh, that was so like can a I walk the course and get drunk. Yeah, dude. You should. Are, are you guys gonna go? We'll, we'll talk about this off air. Uh, Doc's being very professional. I like it. I like it. All right, Doc, take us to your office to talk about some potential streamers. Ah, uh, yes. To the doctor's office we go and. Last week, we only had two pitchers because Andrew Heaney got scratched Sunday against the Yankees. So we only had Mr. Brian Bayo and Bailey Ober. We went 1-0 with a 2.95 ERA, a 1.06 whip, 13 Ks and 12.2 innings. That's a nice little check mark there. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to this week. Starting out with Jack Flaherty, the most handsome man in baseball, owned in 18.5% of ESPN League's. He's gone five innings in four out of his last five games. He has one walk and three out of the first five. David, remember the first five or the first uh, couple outings this year, he was awful with walks. Mm-hmm. Um, five he cost plus, us money that, that one he of cost days. us a lot of money by not by walking eight, but not allowing any hits. But he's had five plus Ks and three out of his last five, but he's been pretty unlucky at 356 Babip on the year. Yankees are three and five in their last eight road games. Marty was talking about how bad they've been. Two out of those three wins have been against the athletics and he's going to be on 12 days rest. He had a little bit of hip tightness, but that's probably as long as pitchers get for rest. That's not an IL stint. So I'm thinking maybe he gets a little bit of increased velocity. The next Mr. Dean Kramer. Look at that picture. Owned in 15.3% of ESPN league's last three home games. 19.1 innings pitched, a 1.10 whip, 3.77 ERA. And in 16 starts this season, he's walked two or less in all but one, five plus Ks in six straight games. He's been on a roll. And Twins, even though they're first in the AL Central, they are 17 and 23 on the road, four and six in their last 10. They are reeling. The last one. Bobby Miller, I don't know how he's only owned in 44.6% of ESPN leagues. guess he's been dropped a lot with his last two outings, giving up 13 earned in 9.2 innings pitched. But if you look at that prior, he gave up two earned runs in 23 innings pitched, allowed no home runs, 
and he is facing a Royals team that have scored. This was before today's date or before today's game, 59 runs in the last 17 games since the Vinny P injury. They've gone four and 14. When we look at his baseball savant page, fastball velocities in the 99th percentile has a great pitch mix that ranges from a 99 mile per hour fastball to an 81 mile per hour curve. Does a great job of limiting hard contact. So I'm liking Mr. Bobby Miller. And after this week, he's going to be owned in more than 50%. All right. Those are Doc's streamers for his doctor's what office. What happened to the rest of the ball? <laughs> oh, you're learning, Marty. You're learning. Oh, here. gosh. <laughs> Marty, I don't trash you this week. And David does. And this is what I get. Yeah, but Marty learned too. You have problems with cutoffs. <laughs> <laughs> that is fantastic. Um, Jasper says 16 keepers for our question earlier. Gilbert should be one of those keepers. Absolutely. IMO. There's no way you have like, what is that? 16 better players than Logan Gilbert. Yeah. There's no way. Mm-hmm. I agree. All right. Before we get into Marty's party, I'm trying to catch up with the, uh, the comments here. The Yankees are sucking. Yes. And except when I stream against them, <laughs> they're they're crushing the A's this week. They scored like ten runs in consecutive game. Can you imagine if someone streams Domingo Armand against you? Uh, I I streamed JP Sears against the Yankees. I thought he was going to do. He gave up. Oh, I got crushed. Well, that was his former team, so they might know something about him. Jasper's a big Greg Maddox fan. No golf for this guy. Hold my beer. Watch. <laughs> Maybe it's never too late to get into golf, Jasper. So it's a. Very stress relieving game, but yeah, the Yankees have definitely been underperforming this year. What is a force that he's drinking? Casamigos or Casamigos? What is that? It's tequila. How do you know that? I don't know, it's a pretty well known drink. <laughs> I didn't know. I mean. Forrest is living his best life tonight. I'm Forrest is our spirit animal for the show. I, he is definitely living his best life. I love it. All right, Marty Party, take us to the party, or who is potentially invited for the party this week? I, was like, I just took a shot of Cossack Migos. I'm feeling it here for this party here. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, Marty's party here. As you know, these are the weekend streamers um, for you guys uh, new to the show. These are three streamers that I feel like will be good for the weekend coming up here, but... Only one can make it to the party. Susan Beauchamp runs a tight ship here, so we just can't let all three people over. The house isn't big enough. Um, starting with number one, Jaime Candelario at the Philadelphia Phillies. He is, uh, you know, as you know, he's on the Nationals, Washington. Third base eligible. He's only 20% rostered here on Yahoo. Over the last seven days, nine for his last 27 with two home runs, two stolen bases, seven runs, six RBI, He's playing every single day, and I don't know if you guys have noticed, but third base is pretty brutal mm-hmm. this year. You know, it, and when you go to your corner infield slot, I feel like the first basements have even fallen off this year. You know, I, I feel like no matter where you look, even in your CI, it's tough to find somebody to fill that gap here. So, Candelario, uh, three games at Philadelphia Phillies for the first uh, first choice here. Number two, Marcel Ozuna, repeat offender in more ways than one. Uh, here on the Marty's party. He's on still on Atlanta outfielder, 47% rostered, three home games versus the Marlins. He's batting 250, 16 bombs. 
his barrel, he's barreling the ball 15% of the time. Like it's, you have to pick him up like across the board, no matter what league you're in, he has to be owned at this point. Like it's, it's pretty ridiculous what he's doing. And then lastly, uh, Mickey Moniak, Los Angeles, Angels of Anaheim outfielder, 9% rostered, hit a home run today. He's batting 314 with seven home runs and two stolen bases and three games at home versus Arizona. I mean, that, that dude's batting every single day here. So, as I always, I go to the panel here. Candelario, Ozuna, or good old Mickey. Starting with you, Art, who would you invite to the party and why? So... I think if we're going for strictly baseball, it's probably Ozuna, but I'm going to leave him out of the party. Heimer, I, I, you know, I, I, I love him. I think Philly's a little bit hot. I also think he might eat one too many cheesesteaks. Might go to Pat's or Gino's and eat Ooh. one too many cheesesteaks. And um, Mickey, you know, I, I just, I, I, I think if I was picking for baseball, he'd be number three. But because his name is Mickey, <laughs> I want him at the party uh, for baseball. <laughs> Good old Mickey Mouse. D-Mendy02. Who do you got? I, I forgot the stat I heard, but it was something about Heimer Candelario, whether it was like his war or something that uh, – it was some stat that he basically has been one of the like five to ten best players in the National League this year. Um, I think it was on rates and barrels, but I can't remember what the stat was. So I think Heimer Candelario is sneakily kind of been overperforming or, or performing and people haven't talked about him a lot. So I'm going to go with Heimer Candelario because I feel like he gets no love and he's quietly producing a really good season. Doc. Well, it's not Marcelo Zuna. Come on, Marty. I'd be disappointed if he was invited to your party and, you know, then we might have start to have to reflect on your actions. Um, <laughs> Hyber Condelario has had a sneaky good season and the Nats have been better than people expected and Vegas expected. And we haven't talked about that enough, but I, uh, Mickey Moniak, the alliteration, I feel like Mickey's they're, they're exuberant. And I feel like that's the person you're needing for a small party. You can't just have a small party and everybody kind of be bland and boring. So M squid is my final <laughs> guess. <laughs> I don't hate it, but I'm going with the candy man. Heimer yeah. Candelario, former tiger, Washington third base, 20% rostered. I mean, God, he was a former tiger that gave it away. He was a, he was and a former cub. I thought he was going to be a little bit better there. I know as art shakes his head and potentially cries himself to sleep. He was never <laughs> very good on the cubs. Um, but yeah, I'm going to uh, Jamer this, uh, this weekend, but I honestly, you can't go wrong with either of those. Ozuna's killing it. Moniac. And if you're in a deep league, scoop them up and three fourteen with seven home runs and seven and two stolen bases. The angels are picking a little, uh, picking it up a little bit offensively. You can't go wrong, but the candy man, we're going to bring a, we're going to have a bunch of candy for this young man. And I'm excited for it. Yimer, welcome to the party, buddy. Who can do it? What was it? What's the song? It's like the candy man can. Yeah. Willy Wonka. That's candy not man. Willy Wonka. Is it? Are you thinking about? I'm the candy man. No, it's like the candy man can. That's from candy man can. Yeah. Willy Wonka. That's not Willy Wonka. Yes, it is. Or Charlie and the Char- Char- Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. I don't know where you're looking. That is yeah, definitely not from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. 
I want hold on. I want to hear what you think it's from because this is going to be unbelievable. Because I know it's from William. So I want to hear what you think it's from. That's not. That's definitely not from. You're right. You're right, David. It's from something completely different. (laughs) Look this up. Right. Well, we get to our last segment of the night, which is. Elsie going through some potential good hitting or pitching matchups you could take advantage of this next week. Um, uh, Sammy Davis Jr. saying the Candyman can. It's not from Willy Wonka. Oh my God! <laughs> I just Googled it. That's not true. The Candyman sang that song in it's, Willy Wonka. The Candyman. No, you're you're thinking of a different song. Yeah. It's when he came out with the cane. And did the cartwheel? No, no, no. there's actually the Candy Man where they're all inside of the candy store, and he's singing it. He makes the world taste good. He's that's giving not, people. He might have sung it in the movie. But that's all right, Elsie, you do your thing. I'm gonna. <laughs> I'll be back. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. I see what you got there, Marty. I see what you got there. Let's let's do uh, our WRC plus Lahu Zahers. Something I'm gonna start calling the Undy Hundy Club. For the past two weeks, teams that have under 100 um, WRC plus, um, the two teams at the top, both at 98, Mets and Orioles. Um, the Mets have not had Alonzo this entire, the last, all of the last two weeks. I think they're not a team I would uh, shy away from, but I don't think that they're a team I'm targeting. And the Orioles also a team I'm not targeting. Um there are a few teams on here that are surprising. Uh, the the Dodgers are on this list right now. They have a 81 WRC plus over the last two weeks. Basically, all their three of their best hitters, Freddie Freeman, Mookie Betts, and JD Martinez, have been slumping over the last two weeks. Uh, Freddie Freeman since Dunk uh, traded for him 224, 309, 347. Um, the uh, and and you're also looking at guys like James Outman, Jason Hayward, and Miguel Vargas getting way too many plate appearances. This is clearly a team that's in the market for a trade. Uh, Phillies also on this list, like I said, 17 and five over the last 22 games. However, Trey Turner, JT Real Muto, Bryce Harper combined for three home runs over the last two weeks, 147 plate appearances for those three, three home runs. Um, uh, the Yankees, uh, of course on this list as well, uh, they will, they will beat me when I try to stream against them. Um, and when I, last week I did pick, I did check out, I, I picked a few streamers last week and the only one who actually pitched pe- well was Paul Blackburn and he pitched very well, five and one thirds inning for a 0.94 whip, but JP Sears got blown up by the Yankees. Patrick Sandoval um, pitched today and, and, and gave up. Um, oh geez. what did he give up? Like six earned runs or seven earned runs in five innings. Uh, Jaime Berea got blown up. Garrett Whitlock got blown up. Um, JP Sears. So it was tough. It was tough sledding last week. Uh, where Paul Blackburn so far this week is the only one who's really pulled through, and he pulled through in a big way. Emmett Sheehan, another guy I picked, start delayed. Uh, um, the, the, the game is delayed tonight. Um, there are a few guys I want to point out just as, um, you know, if you're desperate, uh, the Giants and Twins are both really poor against lefties, and if you need one start and you're in an extremely deep league, uh, Austin Gomber and, and Cole Irvin both, 
coming off of good starts, left-handed pitchers going against them. Uh, I do not consider that to be a great option. I have better options, but if you are desperate, that is something I'd look towards. Um, I think the best one starts this week of, of people who are widely available in ESPN and Yahoo leagues are, are guys like Kyle Bradish, um, who's playing the Yankees. He's been very good. If, if Kyle Bradish is available in your league, I think he's a keeper. Uh, Reese Olsen, widely available as well. Detroit is playing the A's. Michael Lorenzen as well, uh, playing the A's. So both of those I, I would recommend picking up. Ryan Nelson as a start against the Pirates, and he's coming off a very good start. Um, and I think that the Pirates the Pirates are just very cold right now on offense. So uh, Ryan Nelson next Friday has the Pirates. I think that's a good start to pick up. Uh, the Giants, Tony uh, Anthony Desclafani, I really like how he's been pitching lately. He's playing the Rockies in San Francisco, Rocky Road next Friday. That's a very good um, start. He's widely available in ESPN and Yahoo leagues. And the Royals have, I think, three guys going against them next week who have one start against them next week who I are widely available for some reason in Yahoo and ESPN leagues. Um, Kenta Maeda, Tanner Bybee, and Aaron Savale. I would recommend picking up any of those three. In the deepest of leagues, I think you're going to be looking at guys like Lorenzen, Nelson, uh, Dean Kramer has the Yankees next week, and I like I like Doc's pick of him for the weekend. I also like his pick for the against the Yankees next week, though I do think that there is a potential that 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 could be a blow up. Um, Yanni Chirinos is playing the Phillies; they're not been hitting well. Uh, that's 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 if you're desperate as well. And also, Alex Wood has the Rockies on the road, but he has been very inconsistent lately as well. Those that's the pitching streamers this week. I'm going to give you two hitting streamers for next week. Um, I like as an outfielder, David Peralta has been a hitter who's been hot on the Dodgers as the rest of the team is getting cold. And when you're looking at the Dodgers and just waiting for Freeman and Betts and JD to heat up, uh, Peralta might be able to be a good pickup. He's hitting 300, 313 over the last two weeks. And, um, they're facing seven games, uh, six games against Pittsburgh and the Angels at home. Both teams uh, who have a high uh, season-long xFIP. Christian Arroyo is my infielder, available all over the infield. Uh, home Texas is coming to town, and Oakland. I think Arroyo is a good pickup if you need an infielder for streaming next week. Muted, David. Muted. That's hilarious. I was listening to the Candyman. Uh, here, just, here it is 1972 sammy davis jr shout out to sammy d though you know i'm not taking this from him 1972 he made he wrote the candy man but there was a little film called willy wonka and the charlie charlie and the chocolate factory in <laughs> what's it called willy wonka <laughs> the point is the song the candy man in the movie was 1971 sammy d wrote his song in 1972 he stole it yeah. Well, this is a scandal because there's no I, way. Idea I just steal it up. right there. Tallman. Tallman. Very nice. Yeah, I don't points. know. We need some of our listeners to do some detective work. What Willy came Wonka first? And the Char- what came first? <laughs> the Sammy Davis or Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? <laughs> Let us know for the, the Candyman Can song. Uh, but that's going to wrap us up here this week. Great work from all the fellas and all the research and everything they're putting in each and every week. 
And if you guys have not already, please make sure you're subscribed to Triple Play Fantasy on YouTube. We go live here every single Thursday night around 9 p.m. Do our baseball show. We also have the call-up, and we have the Fantasy Baseball Beat for all the fantasy baseball content you can handle over at, of course, with Triple Play Fantasy. All that stuff is, of course, also on the podcast version. You can get anywhere you find podcasts. And we have a Discord. If you would like to join, you can always reach out to any of us on Twitter, and we will give you the link into the Discord. And, yeah, I'm not going to shout out Verdian Global this week because they were, there's no clothing. We have to figure out a new clothing uh, sponsor for us that can get some triple play fantasy swag. But appreciate all you guys listening. Please make sure you like and subscribe. Big up comment below for the old algorithm. For a little cheesecake, for Doc, for Marty Party, I'm Mendy. We're going to make like a bread truck and we're going to haul these buns. We'll talk to you guys next week.